to dream it, dare it, do it, live the life you want. Today, I have a special guest with me that I just, just met. We literally met like last weekend. And, you know, I'm a lover and I loved her. <laughs> so <laughs> I had to invite her. Hi, Natalie. Hi, Jasmine. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Natalie, um, you're in the UK, right? That's right. I'm in Suffolk in the UK, right on the east. Okay. And just just so the people know who you are, let us know just a little bit of what you do. So I'm a, I'm a coach and I've been a coach for about six years. Before that, I used to work with children with emotional and behavioral problems. And I just came to see that really... Um, my my skills and and my heart lay with working with adults really particularly adults that work with children um but as i worked i found that the people that come to me are often people who who are burdened with anxious thinking you know people talk about oh i have anxiety you've got anxious thinking yeah okay. oh, I love start, that. start thinking in that way um and I have kind of, I have a cohort of clients who are young adults and then another cohort who, who are often um, perimenopausal, menopausal women. Um, and that's just what shows up for me. Um, and I came across the three principles, which is how you and I got in, met each other. Yeah. As I was training to be a coach. Um, and so right at the beginning of my practice, my practice was quite upended. It wasn't traditional coaching. Um, and so, yeah, I, I walk alongside people as they're coming to understand who they are and the power that they've got. And all of the things, all of the problems that they think they've got, they haven't got, they kind of melt. So that's what I do. Mm. And it, yeah, it's... Um, I wasn't sure, you know, when you start a new thing and you think, oh, am I going to have to do another job? I, I don't. This is what I do. So, yeah. Fantastic. Well, you know, I, I love to work with um, uh, entrepreneurs and solopreneurs and self-employed people. Um, and I guess it's because I'm one of, <laughs> you know, I, I've been self-employed and uh, I've been working with small and medium business owners for over, my God, over 20 years now. It makes me feel old when I say that. I can't believe I'm at that point in my life where I can say it's been 20 years. Um, and, uh, you know, I started my career uh, a while ago uh, working as a consultant. And, uh, but before I was a consultant, I was a worker. I was, you know, in the trench of things, you know, like I was working at things. And, and I remember I, I was, when I started working, I was beginning with computers. I was starting to work with computers, like computers were brand new, basically, you know? And, um, you know, like my first, my first encounter, my first, uh, exploration of computer is me deleting my father's database <laughs> you know my father had a company and my first encounter with computers was I deleted his company database he was not happy, happy with me <laughs> and when that happened I could have given up 
You know, I could have just given up, but I didn't. I continued and I persevered. And when I started working, um, I, I was given the task of handling a lot of information in a short period of time. Like I, I had to remember stuff. And I was like, oh, I, I like that just boggled my brain, <laughs> you know, like rem remembering things. It was just like I had so much stuff on my mind, right? So I started creating software. It wasn't creating the software. It was creating the database. Like the software was already created, but mm -hmm. I, I worked with the structure of how can I find that information? Like, so I was really mental. I was, there was a lot of mental there. Um, and I started to see that the mental started to get in my way. Uh -huh. You know, like what I did in my work, I kind of like, by default, I brought it into my life. Like, for example, at work, I had to have a calendar. I had appointments, you know? Mm -hmm. I had so many things that I needed to do at work that I couldn't double book because then I looked bad. Uh, you know, like I wasn't professional. So like I had to handle my calendar. So very early on, I, I learned how to do a calendar. And of course I brought this into my life. So now it's like, okay, well, if that works there, it's gonna work here, right, in my life. Okay. And, and, and I started to make rules in my life, just like I made rules at work. And, um, and I didn't realize how much of that stuff I made up so that it, life would work, you know, the stuff that I made up so that life would work yeah. could get in the way. And I just didn't get that that was it because it just became a thing it just became no that's my life this is how it works right mm -hmm. so but at one point i did get it and i started looking at what's in the way right now <laughs> like like if i'm suffering right now if there's like some resistant if if i'm not flowing nicely <laughs> Or if it feels like there's some resistance in my movement, what's in the way? Mm -hmm. And that's why I love talking to you because I, I literally addressed it. First of all, it, you felt like a, a safe space, you know? So for me, that's, that's what I suggest to anybody that wants to see something new. Find yourself mm. somebody that is a safe space, like yeah. that, you know, you can talk to and you're not going to have the judgment. So you had that check, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and then there was this thing that I saw for myself that was in the way that had a domino effect. So I'm going to say it right here. Um, like I, this was a private thing, but I'm going to say it live so that people can get it. Um, so one of the things that I saw was that I was better than other people. Like 
there was this thing where I heard the thought in my head, I'm better than such and such a person. And that thought trigger in, triggered instantly. Um, you can't do that. That's bad. And then once I had that present for me, and I was like, okay, now I gotta go hide. Like that was like what I did. So I could see the domino effect of there was a thought, there was the judgment of the thought, and then there was the action based on both of these things. And I saw that that was in the way. And I said, okay, I've been doing this since I was a kid. Like, no joke, like something would occur. I would have a thought and then I would say that's wrong. And then I would go hide. You don't know how many times I've hidden in my life. Like I need to hide, right? And then I came and I, I just said, okay, I'm gonna say this to Natalie and see what comes up and see if I can see something fresh. And to those of you listening, Natalie said, okay. I said, I'm better than other people. And she said, okay. <laughs> and I thought she was gonna say more. <laughs> and I was like, but I'm ashamed of that. And she was like, well, what's wrong in that? <laughs> and I couldn't answer the question. So let's talk. What do you see in, in like, what, what, first of all, what brought you to that? What made you see this? Like, what can you suggest somebody that's having, like, that's noticing domino effects? Like, what do you, would you suggest? Suggest. So, um, if I just talk about when you and I talked, it was in a, just a little short ses session, wasn't it? Um, and it was it was very lovely, and and all I noticed was that you had a thought that felt very real. Mm. Um, and that's how we work. That's simply our mind body experience. Because when we have a thought, we have an emotional response. And when we have an emotional response to it, whatever it might be, even if it's just tiny, we have a physical reaction to that. And in many people, the people that maybe you, I don't know, people that come and see me, often a thought that appears real will trigger a real fear response so fight flight yeah yeah and when we can start and it's a challenge sometimes when when you've got someone that can start saying oh so this thing that that was really solid and you're really looking at it it's all your attention is on here all your attention is on you know, I really shouldn't be thinking I'm bad. I shouldn't be thinking I'm better than anybody. This makes me a bad person. Yeah. When that's where your attention is, it becomes real. And it's, it's, we can't see beyond it. And then the conversation is simply, well, explain to me how that's real. Um, and for me, I, 
I guess it started becoming for real for me when I was in my early 20s. You know, I mean, I saw in you, I saw as it triggered. And then we spoke away from it for a minute or two. And then something in you went, no, we're coming back to here. Yeah. And it is, it's powerful. When, when something that seems so real is something like, like, oh, where's that gone? And it rolls back and back and back and back for me. So that the first time I remember, and, and I, I shared it with you, that that happened to me was, um, was I was 20, 21, and I was what we would say now, I was, I was, I was bulimic. Yeah. But you know, we're talking, um, so, you know, 80s, mid, late 80s. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I didn't know what that was. I thought I was going mad. I really thought I, something was seriously, seriously, seriously wrong with me. I didn't understand my behaviours. I didn't understand the compulsion. And then I had a moment of suddenly seeing that that this could stop. Yeah, the thought that rose up in me was this has to stop. And I think that the, the thing that allowed that thought to come through was I had seen earlier that day that I needed help and I'd reached out. Now the person that I'd reached out to wasn't able to help me, but that was enough for something in me. It kind of just needed that little gap to come up. Mm. And our conversation, Jasmine, just gave you that moment. It gave you that gap, that stop, that, whoa, this thing that seems so real, this thing that is so compulsive for me, you know, this thought that keeps coming back and is real. And then, then it makes these behaviours happen. Whoa, that's not real. <laughs> and then you can start tumbling it back and you see that trail. But it starts disappearing yeah. and it doesn't mean you know sometimes that compulsion can it can say oh I'm, I'm still here do you fancy coming back and we just have to notice it yeah yeah, I don't oh, know. yeah. And it, it definitely but you know it's it definitely comes back what um because it's been there for so long I've been thinking it for so long right it's a habit of thinking it's just You've got the neurology yeah it's just like yeah it's just there, you know? Um, and I think that that's also powerful to know, like human beings are creatures of habit. I mean, we do things without even thinking about it. And that includes thinking, like yeah. it includes thinking habit. Now that the first time I got that, I was like, oh, oh, I just think it over and over and over again. And it's just a habit. It's not that it's true. Like I had it missed. It was just a collapse. You know, it was a collapse of understanding or a misunderstanding. You know, it was like, oh, I thought that because it came back over and over again, it was true. No, it's just a habit, a habit of thinking. And that just like, just knowing that gives you release you know you kind of go oh oh yeah okay it's that thing again <laughs> you know you can yeah. just go eh, whatever and the other thing that was really amazing in 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 our interaction that I saw for myself is that <clears throat> I thought that that what was giving me grief was that I thought I was better than others and the question that you asked me was 
well, are you? And I was like, <laughs> I, I laughed and I was like, yeah, sometimes I am, I guess, you know? And then you ask, well, what's wrong with that? And I never seen that the, the issue was that I thought it was wrong. Yeah. Right. And, you know, any other person would think I'm, oh, I'm better. And they would be like, I'm better. That's it. You know, it would be a single, but for me, it was like, it was so instantaneous. The second that, you know, the thought I'm better than showed up, the, the, the thought that's wrong would come in and it's the thought that's wrong. It's the judgment on that thought. That was my problem. And I saw that, you know, I, I judge my own thinking, you know, a while ago, yet it still comes back. Yeah. I just had to see it again. Yeah. And the time will come where you might need to see it again, but it's like, you see it from this angle, then you see it from this angle, then you see it from this angle. Yeah. Until one day it comes and you go, I've seen you. So I, it's, it's funny because I met with Amy Crippen. Amy Crippen is a person that collaborates with me um, in this podcast. And she has a segment, eat what you want. And we had a chat yesterday. And um, so I'm going to share with you what we chatted about yesterday. And you'll see it ties in pretty nicely. So guys, here's uh, me and Amy. All right, so this is the segment, Eat What You Want with Amy Crippen. And I have a question for you, Amy. So I've noticed, you know, like I've, I've been wanting to live the life I want, uh, you know, basically all my life. And uh, I'm starting to see, you know, that sometimes what I want is not necessarily um, the right place to look. <laughs> um, and one of the things that I've noticed is that I've had a lot of stress in my life. And I was wondering if stress, well, you know, it's almost kind of like a stupid question, like as I know, <laughs> but I'm going to ask you to speak to it since you're like the nurse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So tell me a little bit like what, what the impact of stress has on us. So it's interesting has, um, the impact of stress is is like multifactorial, right? And and it's it's not really that the body can't withstand stress; it's prolonged periods of perceived stress. And so, um, you know, our hormones, our um, our neurotransmitters and stuff can kind of get off. Different bodily functions kind of slow down in that process too, or speed up, just depending. Like adrenaline, you know, can can really like surge the body, and we can live off of that type of um, energy. And and so the impact of stress is just so damaging on a cellular level if it's a prolonged period of time. And what we often don't talk about um, in stress management strategies is where the experience of stress is actually coming from, what's informing the body. Um, we find that the stress is the, the work, the family, 
I have too many things on my plate. I'm, there's not enough of me, whatever, whatever the perceived stress is, it's not actually the, the thing it's, um, a state of mind. It's, it's the, the, the rapid thoughts per minute. It's the experience mentally that we're having often. I mean, we're minusing like, you know, in that conversation, let's not, we're not talking about like, you know, trauma events or, you know, other real things, just, just normal, like the thing that we think it's in the work. And so knowing that where stress comes from really helps you to manage, um, not manage, but to, to notice, you know, like notice where your experience is coming from in the moment and, and that the, that it's within you and it gives you an ability to settle down into that natural well-being, that natural state when we notice it's not. We don't need to fix that I'm working long hours this week. We just need to settle ourselves so that we can work 12 hours this week, you know, extra hours yeah. this week. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't help anything. <laughs> so I know that you you talk a lot about mindful eating and obviously this is the eat what you want. <laughs> yeah. Segment, right. So like what impact does stress have on our, our eating habits? Like, like if you're totally stressed and you're eating well, could that like, just make no difference? Is, is there an impact there or, or does like, what comes, what can balance it basically? Yeah. So to answer your first part of that question, um, our bodies need to feel safe to lose weight if that's the goal, right? Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, stress under stress, you don't, your body doesn't feel safe, right? Because it's in a stress mode. So it, our body's job is to um, conserve our fuel to the best that it can, you know, and, um, when, uh, we're in that state of stress, it doesn't feel comfortable to lose its survival mechanism, which is the fat storage that it's like kept for us to keep us alive just in case we starve, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, um, that's probably the easiest way. And the reason why I was bringing in where stress comes from in that mindful eating is noticing also where our emotions and stress levels are, that's part of it too, right? Because that's often a way where we, we feel the stress and, and, and we go to food for comfort, you know, like that emotional eating response. I and, know that. <laughs> yeah. And, and um, that's where that, that like being mindful of where is the experience really coming from, tuning in, what type of hunger is this really? Is it, am I just hungry for something? Because I'm, I think that's going to make me feel better. And if we, if we have noticed in our own patterns and habits that eating that thing actually doesn't make me feel better, I feel full, I don't feel great. And then I have layered thoughts on top of that, why I ate that, because it's not in alignment with my health values. Then it's really, you know, um, noticing in the moment where what, what tuning in, like what, what type of hunger is this right now, you know, and what actually seems like appropriate response for it? Well, it's so funny because earlier I, I, I left to, um, I had a, an errand to run 
and there was a $5 bill on my table and I kind of like grabbed it and I said, I'm going to go get myself some cotton candy because I love cotton candy. Uh, and I have a story about cotton candy. You know, it's like my dad, when I was getting my ears pierced, he said, be a good girl, get your ears pierced and I'm going to give you this cotton candy. But I didn't get my ears pierced and he threw away the cotton candy. <laughs> And I've been craving cotton candy. No, that's not true. That's kind of like the trauma of the cotton candy. I shouldn't eat it. Uh, uh, and I was like, I, when I want to congratulate myself on something or I feel bad, I want to make, make myself, myself feel better, I just go get cotton candy. And uh, I didn't. So yay me. <laughs> So I didn't I love do that. Yeah, I was really yeah, I was really like, well, I looked for it. I, I'm not gonna lie. I did look for it. But I could have went to more stores. And I was like, it's okay. It's okay. I don't need it. Fine. I yeah, I love the taste of it. I love when it melts in my mouth. But you know, so but I have to admit that um, six months ago, having not been in this conversation um, and looking towards the area of eating what I want, um, the way that I have lately, I would have found it, you know, and I would have done it and I would have eaten my cotton candy. And I'm not saying I'm never going to eat cotton candy because that's not possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And those are, see, that's where the noticing of it, like, is it in alignment with your health values, right? So eating cotton candy is not off the table for your health values, but, um, also that mindful aspect is, you know, I'm sure you have other health values that you have and other health experience of a state of health that you would like to experience. Right. And so it, it's both of those things. It's knowing that you can trust yourself. Yeah. You can trust yourself in that moment, you know, to, to make the decision that's in alignment with wherever you've been, you know, like, or, or wherever you are in that moment. Yeah, I, I have to admit that, you know, I have noticed that uh, after eating cotton candy lately, I haven't been, you know, oh, yay, you know, um, so that's probably it, it's probably was present also for me. It's not, it's not as satisfying as it used to be. And that's definitely an awareness, you know, instead of staying in my stress and in, in my, my thinking, I want cotton candy. And that's why I actually named the segment, eat what, what you want. Like, I like that you did the mindful eating but I was like, just like, sometimes what we want is not necessarily um, what we want. Yeah, it's not, that, that came to mind too, when you were telling the story, it's like, it's not actually what you really, really want, yeah, right? Because yeah. that's where knowing what your health values are and the, the health experience you want to have is, is really vital because it gives you a little bit of um, an inner GPS towards making that choice, you know, when it pops up and, and it seems like there's just this ever so gentle awareness that just pops in lots of times to keep us on track of those things, you know, that's just like, Hey, 
Mine is coffee. I'm really bad on, co on coffee. I drink way too much coffee. And um, <laughs> I've literally had wisdom pop in and like awareness be like, don't drink coffee. And I was like, fucking doing it. <laughs> I'm just like, I know. I'm doing it. <laughs> and, and then I was like, sitting there all anxious the rest of the day. I was like, I literally had like the most gentle cue not to do this thing. And I just didn't listen to it. Yeah. We have these, like, we, just, we have this beautiful little guidance that just pops in with every, everyday ordinary things and extraordinary things too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much, Amy. Yes, um, of course. Everybody hope that, you know, you got something out of this and uh, Amy will be back for another segment in the um, next episode. So stay tuned. Amy, thank you. See you thank later. You. Bye. Bye. Wow. A great conversation. Wasn't it? And it's so funny because it reminds me, you know, like when you said there was this gap and she was like, you know, like in that moment, there was this thing that told her, I'm not taking coffee, you know, I'm not having coffee. And I'm just like, no, I'm taking it anyways. Yeah, I really, yeah, I, I just, so that was, I really grabbed me that bit because there is, and I've done that too. I've had little moments and it, it's, it just needs um, the fractioniest fraction of fractional seconds to yeah. pop up and we can go, Oh yeah, it's so f easy to follow it, but it's also really easy to go. Do you know what? Yeah, <laughs> I really, 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 I'm not. I'm gonna not listen. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess the practice comes with the more we notice that that's happening, because you know, Amy said we can trust ourselves, yeah. and the reason we can trust ourselves is those those moments do pop up. I think. A lot of the time, I don't know how it was for you before you started really noticing, but we just don't realize that's happening or we mistake something else for it. You know, people, so we might talk about intuition and people say, no, I really know that it's not, that's not a good person or this isn't, that's not necessarily your intuition speaking. That's going to be a thought that you're not even necessarily is aware is a thought. It's often that the, the wisdom that pops up feels calm. It feels, it's like it, it comes up and it sits really nicely. Yeah. And then you do have a choice whether you're going to say, nope, I'm going to have my coffee. Yeah. yeah. And I've been there and done that. Yeah. <laughs> or you just take that first step that it suggests to you and it and it only suggests a step it, it's never it's never something doesn't come up and says right in 10 years time you need to have been doing x y and z and that'll feel really peacefully but it won't be that it'll be right right now i think i'm gonna have a glass of water yeah it, it's that simple right now you just have to stop you just have to stop binging and purging it just stops and it all of the power of the 
I have to go past that shop and pretend I'm not walking into the shop and pretend I'm not picking out my things that I'm picking out and carry them home and hide them in case anybody else in the house sees and then have my ritual and then purge very quietly so nobody else can hear, right? Mm. All of that great big thing that is so solid and so real and I, I, there's nothing I can do goes. But you have to just follow that one step and notice it. And that's that's a lot of the conversation. A lot of people I can really see just don't trust themselves. It's not them. They can't do that. They have no power. They feel small. And it doesn't matter what, what they do, what somebody else might perceive them as. Yeah. It's how it's how what they feel they are. It's how we feel. And then it's noticing what's real and what's not real. And the more we strip it away, the more we're okay. Yeah. And the more we actually start laughing at ourselves, the more we can start going, ah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> this happened, but I'm going to be all right with myself. Yeah. Because the next time I'll take the step I need to take. For me, it was kind of like, um, I thought it would look a specific way. Right. You know, like I think, you know, because I'm, you know, I like fantasy. I'm a, I, I, I'm a dreamer and I'm, I like, you know, I like the, all the good stuff. And, you know, I was looking into, you know, mediums and angels and energy and all of that. And I'm not saying none of this is right, but I had it as, a fantastical thing you know like intuition would show up like I'd be like it would be a light bulb popping up over my head and I'd like ding I know you know yeah um, and it, it's turning out to be something different and um I'm 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 um I'm taming it I'm I'm getting used to it I'm in French, we say apprivoiser. I'm just get, like getting used to how it looks, and like I'm I'm getting cues. Like if I'm if I'm hiding something, if there's something that I need to hide, that's that's in the way. That's like why do I hide it? Like I'm gonna it's gonna bring my attention to it. That's kind of like my intuition now. Yeah. Right. And it looks different than the light bulb over my head going, no, I know, you know, and I also brought it to another level. I would go things like, um, well, do I like chocolate or vanilla? Like I like chocolate. And then when people would say why, then I could explain why, but that was just words and mental and, you know, psychology, psychological stuff. But it's just like, I like chocolate. That's it. It's a knowing. I know I like chocolate, you know, and I used to be very, it's just making me remind, it's making me see something as I'm telling you when I was a kid. Well, I, when I was younger, now I eat pretty much anything. Like now I eat, I'm telling you this and you're like, so uh, I eat onions and I eat tomatoes and I eat artichokes and I eat salad and and 
you know, I used to be what they called very difficult. Oh, you know, if I was invited for dinner, people would say, okay, wait, before you invite Jasmine, ask her what she eats. Because my thought was I'm difficult. I don't eat anything. Right now yeah. it's like, you know, I know that I pretty much like anything. And that's really cool to see the difference. And I think that it's this, this conversation I've been having with myself and others about really, you know, looking how life works, how I work, you know, and how we do things as humans, the power of our mind, thought, consciousness. It is, it's huge. I just heard of what you said. I thought, so in traditional coaching, if you, um, had somebody and, and they regarded themselves as a difficult eater and they they you know, I, I really want to be able to go to dinner and say, I'll eat whatever you put in front of me. Um, the tradition, you might, you might, um, you might get them to start introducing a few different foods. You know, you might do different strategies, things like that. You know, try this, try that, try it for 20 times because once you've eaten it for 20 times, you know, you'll be used to all of that, yeah. right? And I'm not, I'm not saying there's never a place for that. Yeah. However, what we see is that it's how we perceive ourselves. It's not the foods. It's simply this idea. And then once we can see it and, and look at the idea and then go, oh, I'm just going to look away from that. I, I don't think I need to keep this right in front of me. Yeah. What I really love about this new version of the podcast is that, you know, it's about, it's about the knowing that you already have inside. You, mm. you already know, you already know what's good for you. You already know what's bad for you. And now it's kind of like, can you see that, you know? And I love this conversation because it's getting me more and more aware. I don't need to look like I, you know, obviously I've had issues with my body. Um, it's not my body. I don't have issue with my body. I have issues with, you know, what I think my body should look like, you know, and um so I have been looking in this direction, although I have to say the past decade, I probably haven't because I had decided that I'm not going to say I probably haven't. I'm going to say I haven't because <laughs> I, I just, I was kind of like, okay, this is, this is it. This, this is how, what I'm going to look like. And I kind of like, I was just like, my, my arms were down, you know, like when you lose something, you kind of like go. So I just like said, I'm not going to do anything about that. But the thought that the idea that I can just listen to myself and that I can do what I want, <laughs> like what I truly want, not what I think I want, what I truly want, what I know is good for me, not necessarily what I think is good for me what I know is good for me. Yeah. That is 
cool and exciting to me. And it just makes me want to look, you know, look in that direction. And then I want to, I see when, okay, well, that's in the way. Who can I talk to? Because I need to, you know, talk this through. Yeah. And this is what I, that's, this is why I tell people, hey, live the life you want, people. Yeah, absolutely. Like you truly want. Yeah. 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 I mean, you and I, I think have probably been in this conversation a similar amount of time. I think you said you'd come across Michael Neal about eight years ago, who's our teacher. Not, not that he necessarily knows he's our teacher, but he is. <laughs> I know it's been longer, but I've been really studying, like I've been really into it since okay. 2013, taking classes and, th and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. So I have found it's just melted into me. Yeah. Yeah. So um, in this way of working, this, this coaching mastery that we're doing at the moment is the first time I've done an actual um, three P's course, three principles course. So I've done traditional courses and, and, and kept up, you know, my professional development because I found that it, the more I stay in it, the more I read, the more I listen, I, I, I will wake up one day and an awareness will come. And, and quite often it's a don't. Yeah. <laughs> I see that thing that's been holding me back. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's why I keep staying in the conversation. You know, like Michael, our mentor, uh, you know, says, you know, if you like this, just keep staying in the conversation. And it's, it's about just continuing to look in this direction of feeling peaceful. That's really key. I think that it's, um, that, that the feeling when you kind of know you're in the right direction as it's feeling peaceful, yeah. as it's feeling calm. Um, it's a beauty, it feels to me like it's rising up inside, inside me. Um, and that's part of why, you know, in, in my work, I really encourage people to be quite physically aware. You know, yes. how are the feelings going through your body? Yes. And noticing that impact. Because when it has this impact, there's some thinking going on there that's generating that feeling. Yeah. Yeah. But when it's peaceful, that's, 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 that's often going to be your wisdom coming up that's that's your real self people will often come and they'll say i don't know who i are who i am you know i don't know what my purpose is and i think who we are is is this peaceful connected community and i'm going to say that's a seven billion people community <laughs> yeah. um and our purpose is to live from that peaceful place. And I think it allows us to connect, to, um, to have mo eureka moments. Yeah. We're not saying that there's anything wrong with thinking. You know, we need to. Your work with computers is really important. That you, yes. you, it's just as you were saying at the beginning, it's, it's where we do it. You can't think things out like that to do with our emotions yeah to do, to do with the way we live our lives it will come up yeah i think 
like I, I, it's underestimated the the you know what peace what inner peace does for us with inner peace that's when you can hear wisdom that's when you can access creativity that's when you can access your inspiration it's when you're at peace and when 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 we're when we're so peace is kind of like you know when you're sitting there and there's just nothing nothing taking your attention it's just like wow this plant is gorgeous wow i'm having a great conversation what you know like this is a beautiful moment when you're in the now you're you're at peace and then and then what shows up you can go oh or you can go yeah whatever yeah <laughs> you know, like it's easy for you to go oh, i like that or go away you know it's there's that was a mosquito <laughs> you know buzzing very familiar mosquito yeah <laughs> so wow well yeah this was a fantastic conversation. Thank you, Natalie. I'm so happy you were here. Thank you. I've loved it. I feel like we could go on and on and on. <laughs> yes. Well, we could, who knows, maybe in the future, we're going to have another chat. We don't know where this is going. <laughs> who knows? It's been gorgeous, Jasmine. Thank you so much. Thank you. And uh, you, would you like to give your website? So if people want to, because you do remote stuff, right? Anybody listen oh, to yeah. you get in touch with you. So what's hey, it's a pandemic. It's, yeah. pandemic. <laughs> it's pretty much all online. So I'm www.natalienoyo.co.uk. Fantastic. All right. Well, thank you again. And uh, everybody, I'm going to, oh, wait, I forget. I keep forgetting. Um, so I do this little thing at the end of the show. Do you have, would you have a nugget of wisdom for people? Would you would like to say about living the life they want? <laughs> do you know, just this little thing came up is just smell the roses, mm. you know, just <laughs> gorgeous. notice what's good. Notice what is here right now. And the next step will take care of itself. Fantastic. Thank you. And I say, as usual, dream it, dare it, do it. Live the life you want, people. Take care. Bye. Bye. -bye. <laughs>